podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello. Oh, did you just swallow, Paul? No. Is that what me. just happened? Somebody just swallowed. Did you swallow, Charlie? I don't want to point fingers. Possibly. But... Okay. Yeah. Does that, make, was... does that make a summer? Yeah. Well, I, no, all I'm saying is I was doing my traditional welcome. Hello. Welcome to the Newcastle Natter. And if you go back to the beginning of this week's episode of the Newcastle Natter, what you will hear is Charlie Hunter swallowing. Welcome. My name is Fergus Craig. Uh, I'm joined by uh, Charlie Hunter. Yo. And making his first appearance of the season, Paul Doolan. Hello. Dave Watson's not here this week. He's off to France to a wedding. Paul, you've just come back from France. I have, yes. So that's an exchange. It was good. I managed to keep up with the Newcastle games far easier out there than over here. Really? Because of streams? Yeah. Because the streams uh, just work better over there. It was the same website, so I've no idea why. But this weekend especially seemed particularly bad. Me and Dave were talking about this last week. It's so stressful yeah watching football on a stream we were just talking about that as well yeah on the deck of the submarine before we came in here i think the problem <laughs> i didn't get that joke i don't get way. that but i like okay. they don't know where we're broadcasting from so oh i, I see okay All right. but i find the problem i don't know what websites you watch them on but the one i have if you go to the newcastle game there'll be eight different links for the game so you yeah. can never just watch one without thinking is there a better one? Is there one? a better one yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. constantly, as soon as one of them starts to cut out, it's like, I've got to try some of the other seven. Yeah. Um, coupled with the fact that my computer is dog shit. Uh, that's never um, good. I'm thinking of giving up football. Um, particularly after this weekend's results. Um, <laughs> yes. Especially if you actually see the match. So after the first game, there was a lot of um, optimism. Yeah, I you think know, that's rightly the w- so. Yeah, and also it's just that natural thing, new season. I think football fans want to hope against hope that something good might happen. Um, This seemed like a return to the same old shit, am I right? I think up to a point, there were certainly elements that were the same as some defeats last season. Jan Matt's red card felt especially like last season. In what sense? Just completely losing the head where yes. there was no need to. The second yellow felt like both his and Williamson's sendings off against Leicester last year. Yeah, well, we'll get on to Williamson's sending off from mm. last year. Cause... But I think the telling difference with this game is it it could have finished more than two, but I, we shut up shop, whereas under Pardew, there were a lot of games like the performance we had on Saturday that turned into thronkings. And that thronkings. didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Bit, I'm glad we, oh. you finally used that word thronking. So we get we getting fully into this match. That we 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 are we in on the Swansea match because I I had a we're in deep different take. I I I cannot. I was laughing. There were parts that we just, I felt like I was in one of those films where everyone else is sort of like oh, I'm watching football, and I was just like, this is one of those films. This is like a piss take. I, he's either like a mad genius, Steve McLaren, or he's sniffing glue. Because if he's trying to get new signings in, he's it's he's literally a Bond villain genius. But if he's if this is like an attempt to win football matches, and like Mitrovic and Perez and Aaron's are on the bench, I just think 
it's it defies all logic. Right. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I want to boil down exactly what you're saying. I don't Charlie. know. Are yeah. you saying that he's picking the wrong side? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I just. When has a five-one worked? Like when and why are Anita and Kolbach in the same side? When has what worked? A four-five-one. Five, I mean, I just. Well, I think in it, most teams in European football. No, no. For us, I'm saying. All right. Okay. Every single new manager. Comes, I mean. Why are Mitrovic and Perez on the bench? Like, why? So you're I saying th- you want a four-four-two? Are you, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I well, think there's an news- argument for seeing the way Swansea played against Chelsea and their almost front five, where they had Montero, Ayu, Gomez, and then Shelby, and who's the other one? Sigurdsson, and just thinking you can't really leave just two midfielders trying to pick those. I mean. It probably wouldn't have made much of a difference because we didn't do enough. To I think stop you could them. do, I don't know, some sort of diamond. I just, if I go down the line, I see Obertan with some energy. I see Anita and Kolbach essentially pulling the, do, digging the same circles, doing the same back passes. I've got Sissoko running with full steam into players, into players of the mm. opposition, doing, again, his last touch, his last movement is just, I've no idea what he's doing. Uh, and then Cisse is like, no, he, he's like a, po- a really posh Marks and Sparks version of Amiobi. He's like he's going technically to score a goal if you start him, but he has no impact on the game whatsoever. The opposition changes nothing. They have a zero thoughts about Papacisa being on the pitch. Okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna um, take issue with some of what you're saying. Um, I, I want some consistency of message when it comes towards to, to this podcast. Right. I mean, in the in, in the last episode, it was me and Dave, and we were talking about the first game, and we were quite excited about the formation that we were playing, and we were wrong. But we were we thought that against Swansea they might get a lot of possession, but we'd be good on the break. Yeah, um, that didn't work out. Swansea did get a lot of possession, but I don't remember breaking once. You say that about Cisse, and maybe you're right. I mean, you say he has zero impact, but he does have like the best goal game goals to game ratio in the Premier League because he plays. <laughs> he get he, like he plays. Like, no, no, oh, that because he scores. <laughs> no, because he scores. That doesn't make he'll sense. Po- yeah, he'll po- he will poach a goal. What I'm saying is that like if you line up, I mean, I'm not trying to compare Drogba to like to say, but if you line up against Drogba, your team will score less goals because Drogba is in your head. He's got an impact on the whole game, whether or not he plays tracks back and plays good defense or not. Cisse may as well be a ghost. Okay, I'll, right. I think there's a point there that you're making, which is right, that Cisse doesn't really link anything up. He doesn't bring people into play. But then a uh, Mitrovic, who's not really had much of a pre-season with us, I which don't think good, would do yeah. the same either. Which well, is, we'll get on to Mitrovic okay. in a second. I'm not sure I, Mitrovic would I feel, last I feel like, minutes. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've got to defend Cissé a little bit there because we have scored two goals this season and one of them he scored and the other one he was heavily involved <laughs> in the build-up of. So to describe him as a ghost is, I, I think, a little unfair. And all um, the, yeah, I mean, Mitrovic... I mean, let's talk about Mitrovic. We'll obviously get on to Yanmar, but Mitrovic, two appearances, two yellow cards in the space of a combined sort of 90 seconds, I think. Yeah. It's incredible. He's- he was at least fouled before the one this week, but I think because of his first yellow card the other week and just have it, he's now already got that reputation that other managers will say, just put the boot in on him and get him to react. And to earn that after one game, but see that illustrates my point perfectly. Is that like Mitrovic instantly now? I know it's like 
framed in a bad sense. But this, and to go into the Ahmad thing, I'd rather someone have passion and go in and be fiery and be like, teams are going to be like, shit, Mitrovic is coming on. <laughs> He's got an impact instantly. Hey guys, guys, yeah, guys, guys the Newcastle team. Like the second he well. comes on. Look who's coming on, guys. You've got to track him. <laughs> he, he makes... Uh, Look, yeah. yeah, I mean, not, not you've got to track him. It would be, shit, Mitrovic is coming on. <laughs> I know. I'm like, about to feel pain. Yeah, foot yeah. inside me. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm, okay. I, do, I think there's a... F- we'll see... Uh, hopefully over the course of the season the kind of footballing impact that Mitrovic is yeah. able uh, to make but I do think I said it last week I think it says a lot about football fans that all he's done so far is get mental yellow cards <laughs> and he's immediately loved <laughs> and yeah. everyone goes on about the, re- the responsibility of footballers and what and, and trying and effort and all that but that is a really <laughs> shit thing to do from a professional footballer's standpoint that is being an awful professional footballer. <laughs> We're all like, that's what we need. That's what we need. People who are basing their whole career on Ket's Byers celebration. <laughs> I think there's... I I fall into this camp a lot as well, but there is a tipping point. It's the same with Dal Yanmat. He's picked up a lot of yellow cards for just flying into tackles. And when you see those tackles go in, it's like, yeah, go on. Yeah. But it's just when you pick up two of them and get sent off. So until Mitrovic gets sent off, I'm going to carry on enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to enjoy. But let's let's uh, go into Yanmark because that was probably the the, the 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 key moment of the game. Uh, once he was off, you knew we didn't stand much chance of getting mm. anything out of the game. Um, the first yellow card early on in the game was a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, we agreed, yeah, I think it was. And then, uh, and, you know, as everyone knows, basically Montero just had the better of him. So he was in a difficult situation. And then he, it wasn't on the highlights, but then he fouled again. Yeah. Mm. And the commentators on the feed that I was watching, they were previewing his sending off for like half an hour. Everyone knew he was going to get sent off. Because well, there was a lot of talk of when's he going to get substituted rather yeah. than is he going to. So I think he got sent off on 37 minutes. Um, I, can't, I don't know if you can blame McLaren because the conventional thing. I, I wonder, would he have come off at half-time? But I think he would have come off even before half-time. I think McLaren would have made the change. But I just think the manager can't take responsibility for everything like that. I'm, Jan yeah. Mart's got form for that before as well. That's something in his head. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not condoning violence. I'm, that's genu- I'm not trying to like make that my whole thing today. But he, from like the word go for the first twenty minutes, w- was so much better than anyone else we fielded. Like in terms of passion, desire, movement, getting down the right. It, I just find it really difficult to like fault him for getting sent off or like, anything like that. Everyone that- else was so diabolical. Well, I don't. I don't. I think he had a very bad game. But he was. He was you. You can't blame him too much because he was probably our best player last season. And I think, yeah. Hydora had some moments, but yeah, today, I mean, the other day. Janmat's not a bad player, but he's... When you're on a yellow, don't make stupid fouls that are definitely going to be a second yellow in your other half. I think it was... uh, I think he was being humiliated. Yeah. And that was something to do with it. But I think his first yellow card as well had an element where it looked like he'd seen what had happened to Ivanovic and thought, if I put the boot in early, that might stop Montero doing the same thing. Yeah. I think, he's, ha- I think he's, 
if you look at the last, if you would take in that bad stretch at the end of the last season, and you, and you look at these first two games here and kind of the very suspect preseason, Vinaldum and some of these other new and Bemba have not seen the worst of the depths, whereas he's like been right in the thick of that. So when you, that's just really what you just said about him being humiliated. I don't think it's just the game. I think he just feels like what. There are moments where I was watching the game and I was like, these are the kind of games where Vinaldum is going to sort of chip away at some of these newer players, like, you know, thrill at being in this new team. Like, it's just, I'm so worried that it's... I think there's enough quality in there, though, in that 11. They brought in three players. They've, 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 there's talks now, finally, of offloading, but no one's actually mm. gone. I mean, there was the initial little offloading, but, like, we've got Abid with Panikonikos, maybe, and Vukic and stuff, but it's well, like... we'll get into that. Yeah, sorry, not so But long. I don't think there's any... I mean... I don't think we need to offload. I don't. I I only want us to offload if it's to buy. Yeah, and I don't want to just offload for the sake of it. Um, There's a couple. Must be someone. But why? Why? Because they might get to play, and that would be horrible. Yeah, but they, <laughs> if they do, right? Okay. So you like, so you think that Steve McLaren should get rid of Goofron, not to get rid of his, his wage packet. Not to bring in someone else, but he should get rid of Gufron in case one day, unbeknownst to him, he starts to develop early signs of Alzheimer's and accidentally picks him. Do you know what it is? In case Gufron uh, sneaks onto the pitch. You should have been in my house because you probably, you probably heard this because like, the announcer said something like, oh, they've got Williamson and it's okay or something to the effects of it's okay. They've got, they've got Williamson and Taylor on the bench. I did an uncontrollable laugh. Like when you're in a bad film, because to me it was just it was like that. It's like oh, I've got you know I've got yeah, like. Well, well, Williamson is creeping his way back into the side. He was on the bench. <sighs> I don't think he'll play Shudders, next week. I think. Though I think Stephen Taylor will probably come back in, and Mbemba will go to right back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I don't think Williamson will play. Um, well, who knows? We might buy a centre back. Will we buy a centre back, Paul? I think only if we sell first. Yeah. I, do you I think, think we'll the more sell pressing and buy a centre back Paul? <laughs> I hope we do. I think the you more hope pressing we do. do you thing... think we will? Because <laughs> I don't think we will. Yeah, <laughs> I think if somebody will put a decent offer in for Mike Williamson, then we'll sell him. But right, Paul, think about that, <laughs> think about that sentence yep. you just said. I can see where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... hopefully someone will come in with a decent offer from. I think Mike somewhere Williamson. around the 19 million mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'd probably have to take. It's a shame Kenny Dalglish isn't still managing Liverpool. <laughs> you yeah. just slip oh, players man. in. Yeah, yeah, Someone yeah. else should hire him instantly. Um, I think we might go... That, that young Leeds kid looks all right. Uh, I can't B- remember his Bynum? name. Oh, there's Lewis Dunk as well at Byram? Brighton. Byram. Well, we've got a young English... We've got Lassell, haven't we? Lassell. He wasn't even That's on the true. bench. I don't know I what's think the more on. pressing is he Austrian, is he? Hmm? Did you just say he's Austrian? No. What did you say? I, I think I said, oh, yeah. Oh. Right. I swear to God, I thought you said he's Austrian. <laughs> I'm literally at the point where we're like, we've had the, probably the three toughest games I can even remember to start off a season. I'm like, let's, let's just start blooding the youth. I saw nothing in that game today or the other day. I saw nothing. That's what you always say, Charlie. You always talk about blood I in the youth. If you had your way, in. there'd be 11 eight-year-olds in that pitch. <laughs> get them in, honestly. It'd be a revolving door. Get well. out, Stephen Taylor. Let Dummett be the to- token local. Like, I just think get rid of a little I think place. the thing with Dummett as well, Transfer wise for our defence, we I think we need a left back and cover for right back. Because really I class Dummett and I think a lot of people at Newcastle class Dummett as a centre back rather than a left back. So at the moment you'd have to say we've probably got about five 
centre-backs and no cover for either full-back position, really. No one whose first position it no. is. We're in the same uh, situation we were uh, in January. Yeah. When we'll start seeing sort of Anita or Colback filling in at fullback or Dummett well, and wondering um, why we're still conceding. Yeah, of course, we don't have Ryan Taylor anymore. No. Uh, I'll get on to this in a minute. Uh, I watched John Carver and Steve Stone on Goals on Sunday and uh, they were saying how Lee Charnley admitted that they'd left them in a bad situation when it came to defenders and they should have got uh, more defenders in. Maybe John Carver should have said that publicly this, at the time maybe, rather than saying maybe. he was happy with the squad he had. Yeah. Okay, well, you can. I can understand. This was post-January uh, transfer window, mm. you know, when all the injuries started to happen. Um, and if Lee Charnley admits that they should have had more defenders, well, all we've done is bought Mbemba mm-hmm. and we've got rid of Ryan Taylor. I suppose Lascelles come in. Yeah. So we do have quite a lot of cover. But I we think get we have a lot of centre-back cover, uh, but quality-wise, I'm not sure well, we do. Well, that's the thing. You can't field more than two centre-backs. No. Well, you, well, you can. You can. But you but cut, you know. If you looked at the transfer policy, you'd think they were trying to field 11 midfielders. Like, I don't know, what, I don't know what's going on. We You're seem saying- to have a habit of just buying number 10s, which, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about Cabela. Well, let's go, let's go into it. I mean, we've... There's not much else to say about the Swansea game, really, is there? I mean, no. oh, the, my only question is: Was is Tiote injured? He's he was on the bench for the Southampton game, th- and he I'm came sure. on. Yeah, it's Tiote. He must be. I injured. don't think he's injured. That's what I'm talking about. You start to think of like who's injured, and you're like, how are these players not play-? like? CM De Jong is injured again, of course. CM De Jong is injured again. He fell yeah. down a staircase covered in marbles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. CM, CM for the first half that he's Frank Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> he's just constantly flying off the back of a bus. It might be time to give up on the De Jong brothers. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? CM De Jong, he'll always be. Um, he'll always be that. Well, when CM De Jong's back, <laughs> we'll be all right. Um, can you imagine what would happen in Steve McLaren's office if De Jong gets fit again? I think I'm going to go on a little skiing holiday before the next game. <laughs> Is that OK? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Um, at the at time of recording, um, it's not confirmed, but uh, the talk is it's it's close to being confirmed that we're going to buy... Thorvan, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. That's how I'm gonna say it. Thorvan, Thorvan, Coco, Coco Thorvan. <laughs> um, that doesn't work as a pun, does it? I was trying to pun Not on Coco Van. Sorry. Oh, okay. Right. So we're we're gonna buy Thorvan, and Cabela is gonna go uh, away on loan. So it's basically um, one uh, left footed winger with a bad haircut for another I think Cabela though it's generous to call him a winger his best position seems to be number 10 okay fair and enough we, maybe we in, are in that case over. I mean a dribbler yeah a dribbler there was a good article in the Chronicle today making the case for why we'd go for Thovan ahead of Cabela and it's more just to get the most out of Mitrovic as well 
So they uh, seem to think Thovan's better suited to just getting balls in the box. So right. it is more good about delivery, is the it? team. Yes. Oh, good. Whereas Cabela... I, the, Twitter especially seems to have been going mad about the idea of getting rid of Cabela. He's had two good games in however many. And it's These are the weird things, though. That I, I saw that article as well, and the idea that they, he'd be better for Mitrovic, and yet this, this is supposed to be like Intel, based on a team that isn't starting Mitrovic which presumably will get him enough Premier League experience to then be ready for when this signing comes in. Mm. I think... I don't think you can give them shit for not starting Mitrovic yet. No. It's, he's new to the country. He's, he's three to, years younger okay, than Perez. Okay, how about, the, who, as of right now, hands on heart, the best striker on the team, Perez? Right. Couldn't, right. Let's get into this Mitrovic thing, right? Right, okay. Because all you've seen of him is, I'm guessing a YouTube video, <laughs> and two yellow cards, right? <laughs> so you, but what you yellow go, cards they were? So I've like seen how many hash- seasons of Cissé, I don't I mean... Yeah, but you've seen how many seasons of Cissé, and when Cissé does play, he gets goals, and that's what football is about, getting goals. He He's get- got the best goals mm. to minutes ratio. So, Charlie! <laughs> <laughs> it does seem baffling. You, you, know, you know, you know that no team will ever win a cup or anything with Cissé playing striker. That's a fact. That's a medical <laughs> fact. <laughs> Charlie! That's a medical fact. I love having I'm you sorry. on this podcast. He doesn't control... Because I disagree with virtually everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and oh. drama is about conflict. He is a ghost. He is. He is a ghost with a very good... He only, ever, he only, he only he, ever started with the Spark because the they goals. were having to... Tr- uh, play against Demba Bar it was the only re- like we didn't know that at the time we thought say my god again. this guy's say amazing again. Wasn't it? it was Demba wasn't it Who no was but he? say what begin that sentence I'm again. saying the only reason like we all mistakenly thought he was a genius footballer because he was getting so much free space and free chances and touches because he was playing alongside Demba Bar for the first like well last season I mean I would say his main fault was last season that he was injured quite a lot and he spat on and, Johnny and he Evans spat on and Johnny Evans, Evans right Over but long. when he played Demba Bar wasn't playing for us when he played, he had the best goals to minute <laughs> ratio in the Premier League. Yeah, not just well, for the you play, league. If you're playing as a lone striker for like the majority of the games and you've got all these balls coming in, like you're gonna like Yeah, you're right. He's the only player in the Premier League who played <laughs> as a lone striker. No, no, no. Most no, teams saying, do field a four five one and he was up there. He was above Aguero in goals to minutes. How difficult do we find scoring a goal in the last eight games of the season? Because he was suspended. <laughs> He wasn't playing. Maybe if the, if that's if that's the goals to minute ratio that you get from ghosts, then did I you say think, let's did you sign up Casper. Did you think that Amiobi in the last three years he was at Newcastle as a lone striker worked? Because he yes he scored goals, but he didn't really. Charlie, though. Charlie, you're was, you, <laughs> you're sat in front of me right now with a spade and an ever widening hole. <laughs> fine, fine. You're, You've seen it here for like okay. the, se- the second they switch to like a Perez Mitrovic combination. You just why you wouldn't just, you try it? Why okay. would you spend the money? Why We've would only you had two games. It's then... been two games, and you've just said you've just in the a formations defense, never worked in defence of your argument. Not for us. Can I finish? Can I finish? Yes, <laughs> darling. Um, in defence of your argument, you've just said about Amiobi. Yes, he scored goals. <laughs> Which he did not. And I wow. don't know how Hamiobi came into it. <laughs> right. Um, right, okay. Well, that's that sorted. Um, 
Yes, I think I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of Mitrovic this season. But I don't think you can criticise two games in for him not starting when all he's done is get booked. Mm. Um, I mean, if he starts, then Cissé will be on within 20 minutes anyway because he'll have been sent off. Right, there we go. Wow. That's you both told. <laughs> and now, I'm ending the podcast it's early. very quiet in the back in of mood. the car now. Dad's <laughs> turned around and shouted. Um, let's talk about... Uh, uh, striker of ours who is scoring goals four goals in two games unfortunately they're for Coventry Adam Armstrong mm. well done Adam have you seen that have you seen the goals I haven't seen the goals no. the f- his first one in this weekend's game yeah. was about 40 yards it was Jesus. great amazing it was um, it was uh, he saw the keeper off his line and uh, lumped it in well done Adam Let's hope that um, sooner or later he'll end up. Um, it'd be nice if he ended up uh, regular for us. And that's scoring yes. goals. <coughs> Campbell's although the apparently gone. scoring goals isn't what football is about. We've just learned from Charlie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Campbell's the one who's now at Notts yeah. County, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. not on loan. We don't have yeah, him anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Armstrong's a very promising. He's in England under. 18s, I think, international. He was looking, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Possibly under 21s, so I'm not certain. Yeah. But he's, he's tipped as a big prospect, so there's every chance we'll ruin him. <laughs> if, we, if Coventry... <laughs> if we can just send him to Coventry every year. We've had a lot of England under 18s, England under 21 strikers. Who don't, Shola was all those years Chopra ago. Chopra. Chopra. always Ch- the next big thing. Um, Adam Campbell, obviously. Uh... Uh, well, who was I going to say? Fucking um, another. In- well, obviously Andy Carroll, um, Niall Ranger. Yeah, he used to score loads of goals for England. And he's under he's still on a firm was. course to be a full England international. <laughs> yeah. Niall Ranger. He's just going about it a different way to most players. Yeah. Well, it w- hopefully Adam Armstrong will be the first one to actually make it as a Premier League football. I think he needs games as well. It's sort of. Him being at Coventry just works out for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, most of all Coventry, by the looks mm. of it. Um, but well done, Adam, if you're listening. Uh, we have, weirdly, while we've... This is, I mean, uh, will he go out on loan? While we've... Um, Ivan Tony. Yes. That's what I wanted to talk about. While we've got Adam Armstrong out on loan, we've just bought a League Two striker from Northampton who were playing in the League Cup. For a quarter of a million, Ivan Tony. Um, do you think we'll ever see him actually play in the first? You would have team? thought he'd be in, he'd be one to go out on loan as well, but you would perhaps so. not. Maybe not. Have you, you know anything about Ivan I'm, Tony? I know, I know nothing. Of Ivan I've Tony. seen one overhead kick goal of his for Northampton. Oh, which that's good. But then it's I the same with do, any I player. Do that. If you go to any striker's YouTube reel. Yeah. Oh, this guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just scores goals well, all the time. That's why I laughed when you brought him up before we started because he's the only player I can remember in recent memory where people haven't like gone a bit like like they know who he is. Like we all, everyone pretends they watch yeah. YouTube videos and like, oh, we're signing Mitch. You know, like Ivan Tony is just sort of like a deafening silence. Well, he's one of them uh, that I guess you sign him for the future and yeah, hope for the best and maybe you're not going to lose that much money on him. It's Graham Carr's old club as well. You'd imagine he got the information through them. Good call. Didn't think of that. Yeah. 
Good Either call. that or he's doing what Sooness seemed to do for Rangers for Boomsong and thought, we'll, we'll chuck you some money right. for a player. What I want to know about Ivan Tony is he's a 19-year-old uh, British-born uh, black guy called Ivan. How's that come about? I'd imagine you. I don't know. Ivan. I'd like to, I bet there's a story behind that. Is that, that. that Russian? Or it's Russian, isn't it? Ivan. Yeah. Maybe he's named after. It's a very villainous name. Someone. I don't know. Who could he be named after? Ivan the Terrible. Tweet us at Newcastle Natter <laughs> uh, to tell us why he's called Ivan. Um, uh, another one of the youngsters that we've had for years and has never really made a first-team impact, looks like he's off. Harris Vukic. Mm. It's never worked out, really, has it? He seems to... I think it says more about the club as well, in a way. He seems far more injury-prone when he's in our squad than when yeah. he's out on loan. That is true. <laughs> it makes you wonder what we're doing to him. But yeah. he's quite good at Rangers. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back up there. I think that's, the, that's what's expected. They'll be back at Rangers. But he's never going to get a game for us. No, I mean you, he's scoring goals, but it is in the second tier of Scottish football. So. Yeah, you wouldn't be putting him in ahead of Cisse, Mitrovic, or Perez. Well, Cisse's a ghost, so <laughs> a goal-scoring ghost, a goal-scoring ne- nearly, he- nearly headless Cisse. Um, uh, so neither of you, I think, watched. John Carver and, and Steve. No, Stone I missed on. it. I sort of, I saw it on Twitter, kind of all exploding. Right, but it sounds like a. I didn't see it. Did I miss it? There's something to it. It was worth watching. I mean, there was like a real. Ah, I can't believe these guys ran our football club. Moment yeah, for me. I mean, I watched it today. I recorded it and watched it, and fast forwarded through most of it because I was like, I didn't really want to hear their tactical analysis on. Um, the other games but I mean so Twitter exploded did it I didn't really see Twitter well it was just I mean it's kind of obviously going to happen John Carver's obviously going to say he was in the right for everything there's a little bit of rewriting of history on his part I think right I was a very I'm a very uh, persuadable man and although I didn't think oh I wish those guys were in charge of our club again Mm. I did think he's kind of unlucky. Give them a little shop to run, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> see how they do Give with them that. A shop. I mean, he's not a great speaker. He's, he reminded me a bit no. of John Prescott. Actually. actually, Joey Barton came out on Twitter praising him as a coach. Right. While that was on. Right. I'm sure he's. I mean, well, he, there's a good witness. He did quite well <laughs> under witness. Bobby Robson as well. He's not. It's a, whole, he's just not a manager. It's a weird thing as well because I think like he. It's good. I'm sure in his mind, the way he's framed it, it's good to come out and sort of like have your say. And obviously, like if you're booking him, if you're a producer, you're like, this is the coup of the century. This is comedy gold. But I feel like. It's like Frost Nixon. Yeah. Like for me, for me, it's just like there is an element of like, haven't you done enough to us without sort of like. You no longer represent the team, but you're going to kind of go on TV and make a laugh, like give a lot of comedy fodder to Twitter, like in our name again. Then it's like more jokes about you know Newcastle I mean even though he's not associated the whole thing's yeah, associated it's still, it's like, it does make us look a bit laughable but then we did hire him as manager for half a season and he nearly took us down and maybe we deserve to be laughed at 
Well, well his main... Not the fans, but the club deserves to be laughed at for that decision. Yeah, but I think the fans will feel a bit of a sting. I don't know. Yeah. His main defence uh, for his tenure um, was that they had a, a lot of injuries. And he said that they were all uh, impact injuries as opposed to muscle strains. In other words, mm. he was like saying it wasn't anything to do with the training or the training ground. ground. It was like CM De Jong had a collapsed lung. True, but it seems to be us every season, yeah. either at the top or near the top of the injury league. Maybe Which, we're cursed. It could just be coincidence. Maybe we're cursed because we've got a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Haunting. Nearly headless, is so. Yeah. So well, maybe they're just kicking lumps out of players in training. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I can imagine Carver being... Can you imagine Carver <laughs> managing Mitrovic? Get stuck in! To be fair, Pardew did assault someone, so he probably would have fit in right with that regime. Yeah, yeah. Pardew, um, Carver and Stone said... Can suddenly sense Dave. <laughs> I can hear his teeth. Oh, just All at the, the way men- from France at yeah, the mention of Pardew. At the mention of Pardew. Oh, did I tell you my... Speaking of Pardew, my yeah. Kabai story over the summer. Oh, Right, okay, well, this is a sidetrack, but come on, let's, let's do but, uh, it. The gym I go to is near the Crystal Palace training ground, and they were having something done to their training ground, so all the Palace players were there. I walked in, and Johan Kabai was lying down doing his stretches in Palace training gear, and it was a bit like, I used to love you, and this is horrible. <laughs> Did <laughs> Walking on your wife. It was just like seeing an ex-girlfriend in the middle of nowhere, and I... <laughs> It did the only manly thing and tried to surreptitiously take a picture of him. <laughs> Weirdly, though, it was just a shadow, so he looked like a ghost. Right, well, there you go. This mm. is the thing. More and more ghosts in British football. <laughs> um, Spooky. Why do Crystal Palace train at your local gym? Have they not got their own gym? Well, I think that's something was being done to there, and it's just down the road from there. Right, renovations. But I didn't realise till I was getting changed next to Jason Punchin. I thought, this guy's a bit... Fucking fit. <laughs> Sexually. Yeah. There's nothing makes you feel more unfit than seeing like a, a weedy beer belly poking out of you next to a Premier League footballer. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be hard. It sounds the like the old go. days of Newcastle where they used to share the training ground with Durham University. Yeah. Which, actually, if you've not read that, uh, the book Touching Distance yet. I am reading it now. It's Who's it by? Is it Martin Harrison? Or... Oh, I've got it in my bag. Um, it's amazing. Look it up, Touching Distance. You probably know about it. You can get it on Amazon or some good bookstores, I imagine. Um, I mean, I'm only 40 pages into it. It's all right. It's nice to read about the old days. Yeah. It's basically a collation of It builds interviews. you up again like that season, though. As you get through, I found myself because I was reading it on holiday, yeah. And about seven or eight times, I'd just turn to my wife and go, "We we were so close, <laughs> we, we nearly did it," and she just had another drink <laughs> and ignored it. Well, you were, we were so close. We were in touching distance. Um, what I was going to say? I was going to talk about um, Carver and Stone said that even under. Pardew's reign I think they said at the beginning of last season they were looking at the the squad 
and realising that they were thin. Yeah. And uh, they were they thought they were going to end up in trouble. Did they so say basically anything to they the chairman? Were, well, you would assume that they did. Um, so basically they were, in a roundabout way, blaming Ashley, um, which is fair enough. Um, but at the same time, they didn't actually directly say anything bad yeah. about Ashley. I think there's there's a point there, which it's true, it is Ashley's fault, but Carver, so much of what he was about was saying how much he loves the club. I don't think you can do that when you're complicit in the problem there. Mm. It would have, if he'd loved the club, he could have done a lot more by coming out and saying what a mess it is behind the scenes and how we need to sign players. But maybe that would have that would have been the actions of a, a renegade who didn't. Maybe be, that would be awful for morale, and it would make us look. There'd like be legal even, implications as well. I think you can't. But just, I think well, I think. Keegan, I think did the right thing where he saw they didn't have the best interests of the club at heart and didn't stand for it. So you're saying he took blood money, in a way. Yeah, I'm sure he had some good intentions and thought. I could be the right man for the job, but you can't... I don't think you can be complicit in it and then come out afterwards and say, oh, yeah, we knew it was wrong. Well, don't don't be part of that, then. Well, it'll be interesting to see if we ever see John Carver on telly again. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was the... This was the... Um, the big inquiry, I guess, the big interview post last season. Mm. But that's been done now. So yeah. he's not going to be invited on. What was the mood like? What was the what was the presenter like? Was he taking it seriously? Was he sort of thinking? Yeah, they were like they smug? were ar- they were asking the questions that it's Chris Kamara and Ben Shepherd, isn't yeah, it? They they're never friendly. gonna they're never gonna put you over the coals. But it's they always... were but they were asking the questions that you thought um, most people would want answered. So you know, were they like kind of? Was there a bit of like a were they not like holding back laughter? But you know, was there a bit of a smugness to it, or was it like no, no, no it was friendly. No. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're not. Complete twats, I don't think. Mm. They, were, they were nice enough. Um, but yeah, I'd be surprised if John Carver is invited on Jonathan Ross anytime soon. So will we be seeing him on telly again? Will he ever get a job again? I think you'll see him. He'll be like Peter Reid popping up on goals on Sunday every now and then. Getting yeah. the odd. But Peter Reid was like an England international for years and did manage quite a few top clubs. Well, so he's got some. What was John Carver's job? Was it Toronto manager? Well, there you, you could, go. That's it. Maybe you'll get... You see him at that level of managerial job again. Right, yeah. Good luck to him, but I don't think... Good luck to him, yeah. He's clearly not a Premier League manager. No. Well, he'd, ha- he'd, have to, he'd have to literally, like, bring a team up. He'd have to... F- I mean, yeah. Maybe if he wins Euro Millions, <laughs> he'll <laughs> buy a team. Um... Um, Femi Martins speaking of the MLS uh, on the last podcast we were asking now considering he seems to be doing quite well in the MLS we were asking um, is he now 30 or 38 or 37 <laughs> and um, he does had- not look 37 I would say Oh man! So you think he's thirty? I do think you? he's thirty. Right. Okay. Um, well, Matt Erickson uh, tweeted to say, "I live in Seattle," so he's already got one up on all of oh, us. Shit! I live in Seattle. Study on Fraser. Yeah. All right. All right. I live in Seattle. I have seen the man up close several times. Ooh. 
he is at least 37. <laughs> if not older, is what he says. So I love that, that as a, soon that as a, you... As soon as you get up close to Oberfemi Martins, it's it all becomes apparent. Clearly, thirty-seven <laughs> yeah. at least. I mean, that's a, that is a confident call from yeah. Matt Erickson There, he's he's um, he's seen him up close. We don't know whether that was on a football pitch or just whether he's broken into Oberfemi. his house and watched him sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the question. But I mean, I, I bumped into him actually on uh, in Newcastle once. Obafemi Martins. Yeah, he's one of the few players I've actually bumped into. How old, how old was he? He looked old. He, mean, looked he looked old. He looked old like a member looks old. But you know how some people just some people just, just look, look old. old. Yeah. yeah, they've just had a they've just had a difficult childhood or whatever. <laughs> but the one thing I found really funny though is that a member thing. He's like he had his like bones dated, which is. You, you, anyone could just say that. <laughs> you could just say that. That is the thing though. <laughs> there, there was the Cameroon. I think it was Cameroon youth team that won every youth competition in the like, late 90s or early noughties. And then they all disappeared when that testing technology came in. Right. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't be done yeah, for it. Yeah. So I think it is, it is less of a thing now, the idea of having a different age or lying about it, because well, the technology's there. Yeah. Well, Tim Neal tweeted to say, Oba is definitely 30. MLS is too physical for him to be 37. Pirlo's a prime example. He's struggling to make an impact. I think he tweeted that before Pirlo scored a goal this weekend. Does but he say how up close he's seen Oberfemi That's Martins? the thing. There's no, there's no uh, mention of seeing him up close. So in terms of the evidence, Matt Erickson is winning that debate. Although to, to, um, is he to, still- to go against Matt Erickson... Obafemi Martins did score a goal this weekend. A very with decent a, goal. A decent goal with a turn of electrifying pace. Here's yeah. a question. Is he still flipping? Is he still flipping when he scores? That is an excellent question. And the clip I saw of his goal, I think, cut out before the celebration. Before you Cut out before any flips might be happening. It's a well-known fact that once you reach 35, you can't flip. He flipped so flip. flip his flipping arse off in Newcastle. That man so, that, would flip for an ice cream cone, honestly. He'd flip for an ice cream cone. He f- just, I've never seen someone so flip-tastic. There's a phrase I've never heard. Um, okay, so... Uh, the debate rages on. Continue to tweet us at Newcastle Natter until it gets boring. Um, is there much else to say? I don't think there is. The next game against Man U. Predictions. Yeah, well, obviously we'll do Man U and, uh, and Arsenal as well after that. So we've got a couple of different Northampton games. in the middle as well. Northampton in the middle. Perhaps Ivan Tony will play against his old team. Probably not. Who knows? One of his land. Um, if he doesn't play against them, then I guess that means that we're hopefully making some effort in the Cups. We will see. I do think, though, all the talk of not fielding weakened teams in the Cups, when you've got Man U the weekend before the game and Arsenal the weekend after... I would quite happily field a, a slightly weakened team against I Northampton. I would think at home against Northampton Town with players like Perez mm. um, having not had a start, you're allowed to tinker a bit. Yeah. Um, 
I would be cool with that. So Man U at Old Trafford. Um, Charlie? Um, I'm going to say... I have to pick... Oh, I think we're going to win. OK. Wow. You because are, it, you are, it makes absolutely no... You are predictable no, by your unpredictability. It makes Charlie. absolutely no sense that Newcastle United would go there and win, but based on the fact that I think Rooney's off-kilter and I think they've not quite hit their feet on the ground running and I just think we, we've kind of had two bad games and the, the players will be up for it. It'd just be one of those weird days where they just go and win. And I think, but I don't, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm really off on the score for this one. Could be like 2-1 or 2-0. Well, just name one. Two, uh, see, it's difficult. Mm, I'm going to say 2-1. Okay, 2-1. Paul? I think we'll lose. Yeah. But, well, can't seem to find how long Sissoko's out for, but he tore his groin, I think, at the weekend. Yeah. So you'd think he'd be out for a while. Tore his groin no, from shagging, too much shagging. That's that's what it said on uh, Sky Sports News. Yeah, <laughs> but Mister Zoga's torn his groin from too much shagging, and we've not got Yanmar. So it's the back four is either going to be Mbemba at right back, or we'll have somebody like Anita playing right back. Mm. So I just, I just think our defence at the moment, even full strength, can't cope. I think if we want a half decent defence, then we need to. Uh, allow ourselves to sign people who are over the mm. age of 26 but yeah. as well we just three of the goals out of the four we've conceded it's all been crosses to just a lone striker who's just popped in the middle of our two centre backs it's not rocket science either mark the striker or stop the crosses coming in yeah. but at did least you, like Charlie says Rooney is not in particularly good form did you um, did you talk about the Joey Borton thing oh what well last last did epi- you? last episode yeah. he was um, we thought he was going to go to West Ham, but that fell through. There was um, something in the Chronicle about seventy percent of Newcastle fans have uh, him back. Yeah. And just to do the, the age, because you brought the age thing, I would have him back. Really? Yeah. In a weird way, we could kind there's, of do with no Joey Barton at his best in mm, the middle. There's no leaders kind of on the pitch. Le- we look leaderless. I wouldn't have him back. I mean, he's obviously not got much on at the moment because he was tweeting uh, Philip Larkin's poem they fuck you up your mum and dad they may, may not need to but they do he was furious and it was and it was really funny to look at the um, mentions like his mentions the responses to that tweet was just a load of people going what are you talking about Joy? <laughs> a load of people who had no idea that he was People were like going, yeah, but your mum and dad, I mean, they... You should <laughs> still love your parents, Joey. They're still your parents. Day. No idea that he was tweeting a poem. <laughs> to be um, fair, I wouldn't have known <laughs> if I'd seen that tweet. Well, I mean, that's ah, because... Larkin. Well, that's because you, you're not bright like I am. Um, what do you think the score will be, Paul? 1-0 Man U. 1-0 Man U. I'm going to say... Three one menu. <laughs> three one menu. How many O's in three? <laughs> uh, seven. So th- uh, yeah, three one menu. That's my prediction. And take it or leave it. Um, we have signed up with Ladbrokes or Ladbrokes. Is it Ladbrokes or Ladbrokes? Ladbrokes. I would say Ladbrokes, but it's spelt Ladbrokes. Um, we've signed up with them. I mean, I didn't sign up, but we as an organisation have. 
to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. For starters, there's a free bet of up to £50 for you. For that, go to labrooks.com and enter the promo code LAD50. Um, got a little bit of shit on Twitter for um, our association with Labbrooks or Labbrooks this week. Um, oh. Just for the fact that we've... We're, they suggested that we're someone suggested that we're selling out. I think that's um, true. We're we're doing the clever thing of selling out, but receiving no money. Well, this, yeah. the sports cars. I mean, that didn't hurt, but it wasn't like the main reason. Obviously, I don't really understand the operation behind this podcast. It's basically there's a guy called Mike whose phone number I've got, and he texts me the time and place I need to be. Then there's a guy called Owen who um, records it, and. I, I mean, apparently Labrooks have given someone some money. I assume they're paying Owen. I don't know. Do you get paid, Owen? Right, Owen gets paid. Quite so handsomely. I guess Lab- God, don't Labrooks throw it in our face, are, Owen. Okay, Chill your so roll. Labrooks Jesus. are paying for this studio. Yeah, I feel bad, though. I mean, the whole thing sounds suspect as an operation. I think it's a money laundering front. Well, this is really. it. I think it might... This we don't whole podcasting thing, it might be... A front for it could be a front for terrorism. So by listening to this, you are supporting <laughs> terrorism. But do um, but keep doing get on it. The, keep doing do it. get on labbrooks.com and enter the promo code lad50 uh, for a free bet of up to £50, but no more. Um, join us on Facebook and download the app and follow us at Newcastle Natter. And um, do me a favour, guys. Have a good week, yeah? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Local radio, Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Paul, thank yeah. you. Great to have you back. Thank you very much. Paul Doolan, Charlie Hunter, great Th- to have you back as ever. Thank you. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at iCharlieHunter. At iCharlieHunter. At iCharlieHunter. Follow Charlie Hunter for... And the podcast. Um, for... For uh, Radical opinions. Radicalist... Um, terrorist opinions yeah uh paul doolan what's your twitter oh if we're, if, we're, if we're in the business of giving our, our twitter handles <sighs> I'm i mean i'm guessing P. most people stop listening when i started the labbrooks thing but go on probably i'm at p doolan at p doolan and i'm at fergus craig and Let's you guys no, no dick pics please yeah no dick pics we've got a strict don't send us dick pics policy <laughs> Um, which I'm expecting is now going to bring about an avalanche of dick pics. A raft. Um, so uh, thanks for listening. Uh, certainly thanks for listening to, to it for this long. And <laughs> really didn't need to. Yeah. Um, we will be back uh, next week. Thank you. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.